everybody! Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Zach. And I'm Seth. And we're the Classic Gaming Brothers. Now, Seth, something that's cool is that we have another... I didn't get to say... What? I didn't get to say that's right. Oh, you can say that's right now. That's right. <laughs> uh, we have a special guest. Uh, we do? On the li- we do! We do, Seth! That's Are they in the studio with us? Here in the studio, in the studio with us, sitting across the table from us in the Classic Gaming Brothers studio in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in Classic Gaming Brothers <laughs> Plaza. Um, here, at the, at the, ti- the ti- highest tower. The highest tower, right above when, the law offices of uh, Classic Gaming and Brothers. Uh, we have with <laughs> us today our classic dad. Hello, dad. everyone. <laughs> Hello, dad. How are you? Hello, Zach. Hello, Seth. Hello, everyone who's listening. That's right. That's right. Hello, Dad. Welcome to the welcome to the Classic Gaming Brothers podcast. Are you excited to talk about classic games? I am so excited that my day has been really, really yes. <laughs> okay. we, we know you were very nervous the entire day about coming on to the show. I was. I was. I have to tell you that um, I was very nervous. Well, you have to understand that we're a very cool and very relaxed pod where we'll just chat about some stuff and then it'll be all over. Also, and then you don't even have to listen to the episode, but please download it. That's well, I will, I will listen to the episode because I don't miss your episodes. That's good. Thank yes. You. Except the ones that you have missed. So yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've heard all of the, the episodes. I just missed one of your indies. All right, one one indie episode, which which you should listen to because it's probably the Paints Creek Killings, which is a great Killings, which is a great uh, great episode. Great episode, in my great opinion. Game. Great game. Um, so, Dad, uh, you listen to the podcast. You know, the first thing we do is we talk about games we've recently been playing. So, what's the game you've recently been playing? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Recently picked up again my favorite game, Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's a real classic one. It still says Hasbro when it when the intro plays. You like you like Roller Coaster Tycoon? I I like it. I mean, it's mine. It's like one of those things where um, it's it's like it's like eating junk food. You know, I just no, I just I just play it. It's I don't have to think about things. I can't seem to make the. Uh, ten thousand dollar park value for dinky for the dinky park but you know what i'll just keep doing it until i get it yeah dinky park's a hard one it It, is i i don't i just i'm only able to get past the forest one and then it it all goes downhill from there (laughs) (laughs) roller coaster icon was uh developed by chris sawyer productions back in 1999 uh, and was published by hasbro back in 1999 and has switched publishers to now roll the roller coaster tycoon franchise is now um published by uh, atari games uh, it was created by Chris Sawyer, who is well known. He's n- known for Rokos Tycoon. He's also known for uh, Transport Tycoon. Yeah, and some. Didn't, didn't you mention Transport or one of the other tycoons in one of your episodes? We definitely mentioned Roller Coaster Tycoon um, in an earlier episode, and Zoo Tycoon. Um, That's a zoo. Yeah, my favorite thing about Roller Coaster Tycoon is if you name one of the park people, like one of your guests, Chris Sawyer. Um, he will take out a camera and take photos of your um of your rides. And it's I never be, knew that. Yeah, it's supposed yes. to be him getting ideas for the game because he went around to theme parks and took photos of them to get ideas for the game. 
<laughs> yes. We actually, uh, it, br- it brings up a, a good point that uh, we should probably do a rollercoaster tycoon episode sometime <laughs> oh, in the future. Yeah. It is a, it is a, uh, a, it is definitely a classic game, as uh, it were. And I must have had it since 1999. Probably. <laughs> it's probably the same disc that we had. <laughs> it probably <laughs> is <laughs> the original disc. Um, so, Seth, what, what about you? What have you been playing? So, I've actually to harken back to classic video games. I'm playing a, a an MMO that has been sunsetted and it's no longer uh officially produced and create it's not officially on anymore um and that is uh city of heroes ah and so uh city of heroes was uh originally developed by cryptic and it was published by a company called nc soft and it came out right around 2005 i started playing it in 06 and then i played it till it got sunset um which was probably about seven or eight years ago was when it was sunsetted which is mm. for dad uh being sunsetted is when it gets uh when they just turn off everything i was gonna ask you what does mmo stand for uh so mmo stands for massively multiplayer online and then uh, is that like the world of warcraft it is yep it so it actually was competition Petitionish mm. to World of Warcraft and came out during the heyday of MMOs. So you can look at games like uh, World of Warcraft, uh, City of Heroes, Sims? Star Wars Galaxies. Not the Sims. No, okay. Um, <laughs> but like Star Wars Galaxies, um, those games were all right around the same era, and they all were subscription-based games. Okay. Um, so this game, the one that I've been playing, was uh, it's done by a team called Homecoming. And it's actually a private server, so you need to know kind of about it in order to get on it. You need to have an account with their website, and then you're able to log in. But it's the entire game. Um, there's about 4,000 players right now, wow. which is uh, not as many as they had when they were um, but still, it's around. Yeah, so when they were when they back when I was playing in 2005, they probably had tens of thousands of players. Um, so now with 4,000, it's pretty, um, it's a core group, as it were. Uh, it's an interesting game. Uh, it's very much, if it's a, a superhero-themed game, it's okay. a superhero-themed game that came out before superheroes became super popular. You could kind of build your own superhero. You could have um, different power sets and different power pools. Uh, so you can have, like, a character that's, like, kind of like a shoots things or, like, is like a Hulk type character and beats things up. Um, you can have like a stealthy character. Uh, you play them and you go through the missions. You level up and it's a general like a role playing game where you can special you can change up your powers abilities a little bit, tweak them so that they could be performing better instead of getting items. And uh, you can have a super base and a super group. And it's fun. The community is really nice and it's 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 very nostalgic for me to go back and play the game. Um, I would recommend if you, if anyone had played City of Heroes or City of Villains um, back in the heyday and are trying to, during this quarantine time that we're in right now, wanting to play something that's a little more nostalgic like that, uh, you can check out uh, Homecoming. And I would just, just Google Homecoming City of Heroes and you can find the kind of the information on how to get it set up and downloaded. If you need any help, you can always also just message the us at classic gaming brothers and we can kind of walk you through it's been very nostalgic of 
going to places that I haven't seen in like almost a decade. Yeah. I hope what you, about uh go ahead, Dad. I was gonna say I hope you don't I hope you don't mind me interjecting, but just just to let you know, you guys did a great job of walking me through being able to participate because I've never done uh, Audacity or Discord or any of that. So, you know, so if you can walk me through something, uh, I, I know you can definitely help other people. Well, well, thank you. We appreciate that, and it's it's a, it's a it's a pleasure in having conversations and uh, with people in regards to uh, our hobby that we talk about. And, 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 you know, we're always happy to help any, anybody who, especially if you listen to the podcast, we're definitely able to help you. But, uh, so Zach, what, what have you been recently been playing? Um, so I've recently been playing a game. I actually kind of talked about it in a early episode as one of my byweight passes, but it's Halo Reach. Oh, yeah. I've specifically been playing the version that is out with the Master Chief Collection, which, uh, the Master Chief Collection is a HD remaster of all the Halo games created by both Bungie and 343 Industries, which is the Microsoft subsidiary after they purchased the Halo IP. Halo Reach first came out in 2010, and I never played it because I did not have a Xbox 360 at the time, nor do I still have an Xbox 360. (laughs) But they brought the game over to the PC with this Master Chief collection. I picked it up for 10 bucks, and I've been enjoying it. Um, So far, I'm liking the campaign. I never really played Halo for the campaigns. Um, but it's, it's got a solid story. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a fun time. I'm looking forward to getting into the multiplayer a bit. Did you, so now, cause I know the way the master chief collection is structured, it's multiple games in one and you can buy them individually yep. or you can buy the collection. I'm, you just picked up reach. Yeah. So I just pitched, that... picked up reach for now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't that interested in picking up another copy of combat evolved because I have a copy of combat evolved already for the PC and I don't really care too much about the updated graphics for it. Really? I mean, I kind of like the game for its schlocky aesthetic, but uh, I was a professional combat evolved. I I know, I know, but I am likely going to pick up at least uh, halo three when they announce that. Um, So I think I'm, I'm going to stick to the a la carte method for now, just so, I can kind of pick and choose the games that I want to play. Do you know what the MSRP off the top of your head is for the whole collection? I think it's $35. It's not that actually. That's not, yeah, it's not that it's bad. Not that bad um, each one, uh, or at least the major ones are going to go for nine ninety nine. I don't know about um, like Halo. I think Halo Wars might be in the collection or something like that. So yeah, is that the RTS? Yeah, that is the RTS. Yeah, interesting. What's RTS? Uh, is it any good? Uh, uh, real-time strategy. Yeah, oh, RTS, so like Warcraft, okay. uh, Starcraft. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, there's something you might actually be interested in playing would be Halo Wars. Because you, you like RTS games. Halos, isn't that based on like the Ring Worlds series of books? I think they ha- were partially inspired by Ring World, okay. but it is um, a, an original IP from the company Bungie, who um, are were originally a very small company that started out in a garage um, and were picked up by Microsoft in 2000 when they developed Halo combat evolved which became their uh uh it was their killer app for the for the xbox yeah and then and and then they they were released yes they um microsoft microsoft let bungie go yeah microsoft let bungie go and then microsoft purchased the ip of halo for their own (laughs) use which i'm sure the people at bungie 
were okay with because I'm sure they were paid at, yeah, at that <laughs> point they were, at that point they were done with it and they were like you want to give us how much okay anyway that is our that is our starting segment so going into the, yeah. the going into the meat of the podcast we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk to our dad a bit about some uh, some video game related stuff things that uh, uh, he, he's willing to talk to us about he gave us uh, we, we asked him some questions that he took in advance, but you know, who knows, we might surprise him with a, yeah, with a I'm just hard, not asking any of those questions, hard hitting question. Um, I'll just delete them right now. What's that? I said, we're not even going to ask, ask you any of those questions. Yeah, who knows? We could be giving you all new ones. <laughs> Something that we really wanted to do with this podcast that I think Seth and I strive to do, at least with our first episode was, um, have a generational view on video gaming, you know, Seth being born um in a different generation than i'm i was you know i'm i'm a millennial seth is technically a millennial but i think he's just on the cusp of uh, elder elder millennial elder millennial just and i'm a boomer and and dad's a boomer and, and dad grew up during what was the 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 whole heyday the creation of video games you know i mean uh right. the, the earliest game system was the odyssey which came out in the early 70s so um Dad, dad lived through this era of of classic video games um that's as, right as mostly a, as a uh as an adult too yeah that's right and, and as an adult so dad has a good dad has uh, a good world experience of, of this of this era but, but not much memory <laughs> well we'll challenge you on that i guess um so that's right so dad what was the first video game you remember playing okay uh you asked this is one of the questions that one of you prepared for me uh i do want to say pong but not on the I, I, but not as an arcade game um we had gotten a um a, a game when i was a I want to say in like the mid seventies, maybe a little later. I can't, I can't place the actual date. Um, but I believe it was a, it was a Sears game. And, um, and I, as I was preparing for this, I was looking for images of Sears games from that period. And I believe it was the Atari 2600. Um, so I, I think I was talking with you during this time and we kind of narrowed it down to what is the Sears telegames version yes. of the Atari 2600. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, uh, so for those who don't know gaming history, when Atari came out with the 2600, they were looking for distributors, um, and not a lot of people were really looking to sell a video game system because they had no clue what it was. And Sears took Atari and Robux. Yeah, Sears and Robux <laughs> took the took the um, uh, took the opportunity to sell the Atari, but Sears made the stipulation that it had to be branded as a Sears product. So they rebranded the Atari 2600 as the Sears Telegames. Um, and changed some slight things with the, the physical appearance of the system. They changed some of the colors and stuff, but they released it as their own Sears telegames. Um, Atari got some of the profit, but Sears got another chunk of the profit. Um, so that was likely what, what our, our dad was playing. Um, and you were playing pong on it. Was there any other games that you remember playing? Well, my favorite was, uh, I think it was called Tank or Tank Plus by Sears. Oh, Um, yeah. The Atari name was Combat because I once again, I did look this up, so I didn't, so I don't, you know, kind of go off the rails. But it was kind of, it looked like looking down on a maze. And in the maze, you had these two little um, uh, rectangles with uh, little pointers on one end, and they were tanks, and you would use the, um, the, the, the controller to maneuver them through the maze and you would shoot like little mm. pixelated 
shells that, you know, so everything was pixelated. It was all blocks and squares and rectangles, kind of like Pong. And I believe I believe there were several colors. We had a color. By that time, we had a color TV. We were one mm-hmm. of the last people in the, I think, in the entire state that had a color TV. If I, That's my recollection, at least in my neighborhood. Um, but we played it on a color TV. And... Um, and uh, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think, I think there was one setting where you could kind of bank the shots, okay, which was kind of like, you know, playing, um, playing pool. You know, so you could like, you know, if the opponent is around the corner, you can kind of do a, a three way bank to get them. So. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I've played that game. Okay. Uh, on the on the one of the Ataris, um, I think some family friend had one, and uh, you they actually. I, they had a cheat code in it so that you can go invisible and have the tank be invisible. Oh, I don't remember that, but you know, but <laughs> I was pretty much a straight it, shooter when I was a kid. <laughs> but it made it made you invisible, right? So that you couldn't see the tank or your own tank. So, but yes, you can, correct. So the enemy <laughs> couldn't see the tank, and neither could you. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't very effective as a cheat code, but it definitely that one Atari tank game had the ability you had the ability to uh, go turn your tank invisible and made it completely invisible to everybody observing. So it wasn't very effective for right. driving. And, and I do remember Pong, and I believe I might have been on the uh, on the on the game as well, the system as well. And and you could kind of with Pong, which was kind of neat, is you could put English on the. Mm. On the little, I don't want to call it a ball because it's a little rect, you know, a little square. Yeah. But if you, you know, if it, if it was coming towards your little, uh, your paddle, so to speak, and if you moved it fast enough, you could kind of like put a spin, you know. And, and Pong came out around the same time that, um, ping pong was popular. Uh, in fact, I worked at a, at a, a sporting goods store in the, um, mid seventies and one of our, uh, my coworkers, was a nationally ranked ping pong player, and the guy was amazing. I mean, I mean, he he had a he had a, he had what do you call it when you have big muscles? He was built. I mean, his arms yeah. were like you know the size of my thighs, and he would put he would get that ball going so quickly that whenever like whenever he would have me, oh just stand here, it knocked me down, <laughs> you know. But um. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it kind of was interesting because, you know, people were playing penny arcades, you know, um, uh, sl- slot machines, and we had, you know, and the, so when Atari came and all these other consoles games came, it was like, this is like a brand new world for everyone. You know, I, I don't think no one expected stuff to, um, to turn into like Roller Coaster Tycoon or, um, Halo Master Chief. I, I just can't see, you know, anybody thinking that far in advance. Right. Well, but it got there very quickly. Well, I uh, mean, for, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. If look Twenty at, like, years, the, give or take. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the, uh, the the advancement of technology mm. and the speed that it kind of got to where it is today, I I mean, you were you were able to see. The creation of video games to now where you can play a VR game, and it's of I don't think you were picturing, let alone World Cross Tycoon. What you weren't picturing being able to strap a VR headset on your face well, and be able to. I remember get was it face huggers off you? Was it Nintendo that came out with the uh, the first VR glasses thing? Where oh. um, <laughs> was what's that? 
The virtual boy. The virtual boy. The virtual boy. Yeah, I remember that because it was a wire. I think it was wireframe, and you right. and I remember trying it at Toys R Us because you know I was walking around with my kids and I wasn't paying attention to them. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, I try it and it's like I got dizzy because the lag yeah. time. Yeah. You know. So. I have a I have a, f- a friend who has a permanent eye damage because of Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've used a Virtual Boy. Uh, on two occasions, uh, it was on the same day, and the two occasions where I put it on, and then I took it off, and then I put it on again after one of my friends tried it. <laughs> so it's it's rough. It's, it's and, bad. And for anyone who has an experience of Virtual Boy, it is, it is a wireframe. <laughs> it's um it's red wires though, so it's uh, it's it's a black background and red wires, and you're almost like the uh, it's like the viewfinder from uh, Episode Four when he's down in the. The oh, yeah. Death Star trench run, except yes, on his face. That's exactly right. You mean <laughs> you mean New Hope, not Episode yeah. Four. <laughs> right. Well, I mean it's, it's Episode Four, New Hope. Um, so obviously you were older when you got your Atari because it was in the seventies. Yeah, I was in. I think I was middle high school, maybe junior year. Could be earlier. Could be later. I just can't say. Right, but so before that. Um, arcades were still a thing though arcades were getting popular and i know they were really popular after i when i was in college they kind of got really popular during the disco period you know so early 80s late 70s early 80s like pinball halls as well oh there's still one in southington that arcade place so you know um you like the like the original movie tron like you know Mm -hmm. there would be just you know a big area with all these Retro, you know, I don't want to call them retro, but all these arcade games and, you know, people be walking around with, with change machines on their belts and they'd be change machines here and there. And, you know, you go in with $10 worth of quarters and, you know, and leave with nothing <laughs> but good memories. Good so memories. Did you, have, did you have any good memories of any uh, cabinets that you liked? Well, I, um, I remember a game called Moonlander. Which was probably the most frustrating game you could play because you would have this little pixelated, like, octagon-shaped thing with legs, and it was supposed to be like the lunar module, and you were supposed mm-hmm. to land it on the moon, and apparently it was programmed so that way it would drift and it would have um, an arc. So that way you had to That's be really funny. careful about planning. And I always blew it up. I, I had much more better luck with Centipede um, or Galaxon but, um, or Asteroids. I loved Asteroids. But, um, but the uh, Moonlander thing was really a challenge, and I never, I never beat it. Maybe once, but it's like Kerbal Space. Yeah, yeah. A basic, a basics. Uh, so Kerbal Space. What is this? Kerbal. Is there something? Kerbal Space. Word to it? Uh, yeah, I know. You're simulator about, yeah. program. Yeah, it, it kind of like imitates gravity. It kind of imitates um, uh, friction and stuff like that. I believe. Right. Yeah. So Kerbal. Yeah, Kerbal is uh, like an intense uh, phys- physics simulator, essentially for uh, launching spaceships, and it like realistically makes you. So you do have to land on the moon, like similar to moon landing, yeah. except it's like. You need like an Excel chart to like figure out how to even like get going in the right way. I played it for maybe all of an hour and I, I, all I could do was figure out how to kill Kerbal people as I blasted off this spaceship and it exploded. And that's the same thing. I probably killed, you know, more astronauts than, uh, than the Russians did. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So are there any games that uh or any video games in particular that stick out to you as being iconic of the of the mm. hobby? Sonic. Sonic. Need I say Sonic. more? <laughs> <laughs> so but perhaps liking Sonic is actually in Zach's DNA. It might be. Yeah. Well, I thought it might have been in Seth's DNA too, because I remember the very first video game that I had seen, other than the thing that I played, you know, home console type of video game other than the uh, Sears thing I played was a Sonic Gen. It was a Genesis and it was a Sonic. And I believe it was Seth that was there and you were like enthralled. And that was one of the reasons why we decided to go with Sega rather than with Nintendo. Uh, Yeah. Which I'm sure other people will probably be like, why did you do that? (laughs) Well, I mean, if they, I actually, if they were playing, they were playing uh, Mario might've been different (laughs) or Donkey Kong. Yeah. It might've been different. The actually the first game that they were actually playing is uh, was Rocket Knight, and then uh, they did play Sonic afterwards. But like the first video game that I have memories of is uh, Rocket Knight, which is a, uh, a you play as a possum who's dressed up in a suit of full plate, and he's got a little rocket backpack and a sword. Well, I missed I, I missed and I missed that. It was does it pl- how does it play compared to Sonic? I mean, Sonic is fast similarly. moving and. It's actually very similar to Sonic. It's a little slower, but it's uh, still very kind of uh, Mario-esque type style. It's like a, a linear platformer. Right, right. So you you're running, kind of, you're moving, yep, you're moving you're in one direction or moving whatever. left to right, and you're you're trying to get around obstacles and and defeat the enemies, as it were. Well, I, I really I I like Sonic too, and maybe that's because of my uh, my uh, my personality. Let's say. So, <laughs> so you 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 got uh, us the Sega. So you, you didn't receive any more home consoles as a as a child beyond the uh, Sears. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that and is correct. Then, and you and your family never had an in-house PC, I assume, since our family was the first one to have an in-house PC. Dear me, Guggle. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, once again, that was way, that was, I mean, um, when we bought our first PC, which was, I believe, the, uh, um, was um, a 386, I want to, it had a bizarre name, uh, I can't think of the name of the company, but um, that was like, Packard? what's that? No, no, the Hewlett. company's gone, like Earth something or Moon something or. Oh, from, from the store. No, the, no, the name of the, the actual computer had a name to it. Um, yeah, it was a Hewlett Packard. I don't think so. I think that was the second one. Oh, uh, the brother? No, the brother was we a had a word processor. Yeah, we, we had a, a word we had processor, a processor, but we bought and then a 486 Hewlett Packard. Well, we had something. It had um. Anyway, it doesn't matter in the long was run. Was it the Sun Moon but, Star but it, but 386? What's that? The Sun Moon what Star. That? What we have 386. That might have been something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't recall. But the thing was, was that, that we had? It, it was pricey. It was like you know, you know, at the time it was, um, yeah, it was pretty pricey. I mean, you know, so um, I know my my family wouldn't be able to have an interest. Um, yeah, I mean, this was back, you know. So once again, we you know we we started off with the brother um, word processor, and then we we splurged and got ourselves the computer. I think your mom had something that someone had loaned her first. And then mm. we bought something after that. And the one your mom used used the flop used the not the three and a half inch disc, but the floppy. Yeah, the five and a quarter. Five and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a real floppy disc. Yeah, and I think everything was all DOS, so I don't even know what it played. And then 
Uh, then you started buying v- PC games. Oh, yeah, I know. You brought that up earlier. <laughs> From Buck-a-Buck. <laughs> could you describe what inspired you to um, purchase some of these uh, these specific games that we received? You bought a lot of Microprose games. Well... Buck a Book was a re- was like a is re- a remand was because it's out of business was a bookstore that focused on remainder remandered remaindered um, books that don't sell in other bookstores. Let's put it that way. Uh, but they also had video. They also had computer games. Uh, they had um, tchotchke stuff, you know, knickknacks and things like that. And they had this store right down in right down in Hartford Center uh, in in the. Um, yeah, not far from where I worked. And so I would take a little walk during lunch and I would stop in there and I would be looking for games that I thought would appeal to the ages of the children that I had. And that was a fa- and that, you know, could our computers could run. And then also the price point was important. I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't like I could spend at the time a lot of money, but, you know, a few bucks and you guys seemed to like them. So, I mean, so you got to play things like Putt Putt, um, what's that one, uh, Prince of Persia, the first one. Uh, yes. Let's see. Oh, there were a lot uh, of them. Didn't we just have the the Prince of Persia? I thought we did. We just have the Prince of Persia demo. It probably was. <laughs> we did. We did just have the demo. Yeah. It was, and it was Prince of Persia 3D. We didn't have the first one. No, we, uh, Dan, uh, our friend Dan, uh, his his dad Steve had the first one, and we he had it in his basement. I mean, don't forget, I did get the free Wolfenstein. That's true. Did, <laughs> but where I, did you which, get the Wolfenstein? What's that? Where did you get the Wolfenstein? Well, since since everybody who was involved in it has retired, and the and the agency that I worked for is no longer an agency, um, our office was converting over from a um, a mainframe type computer to PCs, and we had gotten for free from another agency through their surplus a bunch of PCs. So we were all assigned PCs, and I turned mine on, and it had the usual Solitaire and Minesweeper, and then it had a little thing called Wolfenstein, a little file folder, and I popped it open, and I said, ooh, this shouldn't be on a issued computer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I didn't say that I worked for the that I... (laughs) So, so I, uh, so I, so I, so I dutifully deleted it, but not before I saved it on a flop on a on a three and a half inch disc. <laughs> and uh, uh, and then I brought it home, and I thought it would be something that I could be, uh, you know, when everybody was sleeping, I could play because it was interesting. And then I, I didn't know until much later. In fact, I think it was until one of your early podcasts that my kids even discovered it. I yes. never, I never played it. I, I, I played a lot of it. <laughs> I stuck to Chex Quest. Well, I love Chex. Chex Quest is pretty good too. There's nothing, there's nothing better than shooting a Nazi. <laughs> so, so something um. like the Halo Master Chief is that a first-person game similar? I mean, not the same. Yeah, you know, not the same engine, but similar type of thing. Yeah. So, it, as opposed to killing Nazis, you're killing aliens. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty it was pretty biz- I mean, it was pretty bizarre. I mean, let me tell you, but um, it was you know, it was mindless. I mean, you just go through this maze and you go to each level. You know, I don't think I got to the end. So, I mean, like like some of the people I know, I'm not the best gamer either. Right. That must I be mean, genetic. Right. You you introduced me to cheat codes in video games. I thought Seth did. Well, you introduced me to the ones in Warcraft. <laughs> uh, 
Because I think Seth introduced them to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sally Shears, Glittering Prizes. Yep, yep. You know, and you had mentioned that you were looking for like games that people who are home with their kids can play in an hour. So nothing like play Warcraft 2 with the uh, Glittering pri- Prizes and the show Path Cheats going. Because that can really make the game go by pretty quickly. I, I always loved uh, next to Dad's computer. Sometimes he'll have the sticky notes with the Warcraft sheets <laughs> written out on them. <laughs> you know, or the like, stronghold sheets. um so related to strategy games um uh, dad we talked about how you introduced us to a lot of strategy games and you you like strategy games you you still play warcraft you still play roller coaster tycoon is there something about strategy games that appealed to you you know it's interesting because i didn't really think i was interested in strategy games because i hated playing chess and um and i think that's because when i play chess with people the good chess players memorize gambits. They're not right. playing based on, you know, the game itself. But if I move my pawn to this particular square, they're, oh, I read this in the book and boom, boom, boom. You know, I, I, I just couldn't think that way. I mean, I just don't, I mean, you know, I didn't think that way. I wasn't really that competitive um, with chess. Um, one of the reasons why I love bicycle racing so much when I raced was the strategy involved. I mean, you need to know your opposition. You need to know to time yourself. You need to know, you know, all these different factors and you use them. So when I'm playing a, when I'm playing a game, I like that. I like being able to, um, play against something that's playing against me, which once again, and, you know, and I'm kind of stuck with, you know, Warcraft and Stronghold, but. Uh, I mean, um, I mean, I you know, I don't get a lot of time to play, and and uh, and maybe now that I'm getting a little more time because of this situation, I'll definitely listen to suggestions and maybe open up my Steam account sometime. <laughs> yeah, check out some some games. It's, it gets yeah. There's there's a lot of um, we can even you can give we can even give you suggestions on different uh, types of. Uh, strategy games or good old games is also a pretty good reliquary of older style games uh like the city builder games do like you remember like caesar and pharaoh and uh zeus yeah i I have i have the disc for good old games up and i i'll play that upstairs on my pc on my laptop sometimes yeah that's it's a there's some and you can do some some older classic games need to be modified in order if you have like a wider screen then you may need to get like a a hack or something like that to make it a wider screen so if you ever run into issues like that just let us know and we can we can help you out with that what about those games that you see advertised like uh on tv with uh uh, what is it the world the cities or something where you know they show the, the 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 couple as cave people and they Oh, you guys probably don't watch a lot of TV, do you? No. <laughs> but, it's an adver- <laughs> but it's an advertisement for uh, for this game this this game series where it's kind of like you build a city and you know you uh, trade and uh, you know and it just reminds me a lot of Zeus or uh, or the or the or the gods one that the Greek you know the Greece the, the Greek one. Well, it might be one of the uh, there's a there's definitely some games out there that are like for mobile um, that. Um, yes, that, a lot yeah. of the stuff seems to be for tele for for mobile apps. So that's the thing yeah. I noticed too. Yeah, there's a lot of like puzzle and strategy games that have come out for mobile releases. So I think we're going to wind down the episode. Dad, is there any? We we like to do our by weight pass segment. Yep. Um, 
Are there any games that you're looking forward to? Well, I want to try out the Metamorphosis game. Okay. You know, that's the first person game where you wake up as the insect. Uh, you know, s- similar to the Franz Kafka book. Um, right, yeah. However, it's a look, I looked at the, um, the promo, the trailer, and it does seem a lot different than the book. So, the yeah, short yes. story. I think, I think it's actually more a novella, if I, if I remember my Kafka. You mentioned a new Stronghold video, the game, The War, The Warlord? Stronghold, The Warlord? Yeah, Stronghold Warlords, which is coming out, um, this year, apparently. So that might be an, that might be an interesting one too. And then Seth mentioned a VR game that I would uh, I can't think of it though. Oh, I, I don't oh oh yeah, Starfleet Bridge Commander. That, yeah, that looked in, that sounded interesting too. Um, that could be fun. And I know you'll probably cut some of this stuff out, but um, I didn't know Black Sad was a video a a, a game. <laughs> It is, yeah. It's that's how you heard about it. Was no, through I, I heard listening it about, to our podcast. No, I did. You told me, oh, I should get pot. I should get black sad, and I did. I got yeah. the book. <laughs> well, it's a, it's it's a it's a good game. It's also, uh, I'm sure, a good graphic novel. Though you could tell us if it's a good graphic. It novel is. I liked. I liked it. At least the story. See? I read the. Uh, there's three stories in the book. I read the first one. Uh, and no you enjoy playing the video game. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to try it. Is it on Steam? It is on Steam. It's it's a it's a pretty good game. You play as the um, the main character, um, Black Sad. Okay. Well, if I cat. I'll try to get a chance to play it, and when I do, I will send you a um, um, a thing on Facebook or something. So I'll send you a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Metamorphosis is the game that our, uh, our dad just mentioned is being developed by Ovid Works. It's being published by All In Games, and it's going to be re- uh, released sometime this year in 2020. And it is, as he described, you play as Grigor, who turned into a tiny bug and set out an extraordinary journey. Except Grigor so, in the book is actually like a giant bug. <laughs> you know, he scares his family they, to hell. <laughs> they were actually somewhere at PAX East. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. Um, I don't remember seeing them, but uh, there was so much stuff there, so that doesn't su- surprise me. It's it's why I go two days. And uh, and strong Stronghold Warlords is being developed and published by Firefly, which uh, is the company that has always published Stronghold. <laughs> they they are the IP and the publisher holder. So um, and it's going to be set in the uh, you play as the Great Khans, uh, Shoguns, Imperial Warlords. So it's set in that that kind of time period um so seth what about you what games are you what game are you looking forward to i actually was looking forward to this uh this game called workers and resources soviet republic and it is a uh, early access game uh so you can uh buy it now it's retailing right now for 24.99 and it's got a very positive uh almost 5,000 uh reviews in and with the overall rating of very positive it is a ultimate real-time it is they say it is the ultimate real-time soviet themed city builder tycoon game so in that very particular niche market of being a real-time soviet themed city builder it's the best one and you get to uh, construct your own republic and you try to transform a poor country into a rich industrial superpower. That's a planned economy, isn't it? Right. So it's it's all um, it's all based on having the the game being 
very communist and trying to be able to build up a a successful and um, kind of working communist society. And so it's a it's more it's going to be more complex than a capitalist like Sim City type game because you just tax people and build stuff where you may have different avenues in regards to the Soviet Republic and you're trying to balance out everything in regards to that. Do you get to send uh, people to the Gulag? <laughs> there might be. Um, I would have to check it out. Uh, so right now it's uh, I'm gonna uh, wishlist the game. I'm going to wait on it until I get the desire to play a city building game. I don't right now have that particular itch and it's kind of an itch that has to come and has to be present long enough for me to decide that it's time to play a city builder game. And it does, it does, it does come occasionally. Uh, I usually play my impression Pharaoh or Zeus games, but, uh, maybe I'll pick up this game. So I'll put it on a wait, but, uh, yeah, so what about you, Zach? What's your uh, byway pass? So the game is called Parkasaurus. It's being developed and published by Washbear Studio. It is an early access game, so it is out. It is available. Um, it is a uh, game similar to Zoo Tycoon and the uh, Park Tycoon style game, or Park um, Sim Park style games, where you are developing a, uh, a park that people can attend. You're trying to make money. However... As the name kind of implies, it is related to dinosaurs. So it's kind of like you're building a uh, zoo Jurassic Park without the um, death of lawyers. Uh, So uh, it it has very cute graphics um, that kind of give me um, some Roller Coaster Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon vibes. Everything is uh, based on an isometric view, uses um, a grid for placing items. And it looks like a really cute game. Um, I'm going to put it as a wait for now, just because the price is currently set at $25. And it being early access, I kind of want to just hold off a bit. Um, maybe wait to see the price go down a bit once they can tweak out some uh, bug bug fixes and such. It kind of reminds me just a little bit of Parkitect. Yes. Have you seen uh, Parkitect? It does look a lot like Parkitect. Um, which uh, is a similar Parkitect is kind of yeah it's well Parkitect is kind of like the spiritual successor to Roller Coaster Tycoon mm. where Planet Coaster is kind of trying to be like an evolved version of Roller Coaster Tycoon Parkitect is more like true to that 2D-esque um, was this like sprite based type of uh, yeah. design where Parkasaurus kind of looks like yeah like the like a cute Jurassic World there is yeah. a Jurassic there is a Jurassic Park game that's pretty good. Um that is out there as well. Um which is which is licensed by uh Jurassic Park. So oh, cool. if you want your Jurassic Park fix, there's also a Jurassic Park game out there. Well, I think that will wrap it up for our episode today. Uh I want to thank our dad for joining us and uh for providing us with some great insight into uh <laughs> his time with with video games in those early days and some of his great memories that he has. Yeah, you might as well get them now while I still remember them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As always, uh, if you want to support us, uh, please like and subscribe to us. Uh, uh, Throw us, throw us the, ring the bells, throw us a like, recommend us to three friends, as Seth says. 
Just three just friends. Three I did, you know. I did. I'm glad to hear that. Just three friends. No more, no less. No just more, no less. Just three. Um, and you can, uh, you know, follow us on our YouTube channel where we'll upload episodes of the podcast along with um, some uh, uh, other content that we have, so like some stuff from our Twitch. You can follow us on Twitch, Classic Gaming Brothers. You can follow my view on Twitch when we do multiplayer games. That's VS Classic Gaming Brothers. Uh, you can follow us on pretty much every podcasting app that's available right now. Um, you know, iTunes, Cast, uh, Castbox, Acast, iHeartRadio. Um, I think we're on TuneIn. Oh, we are. Google, the Google podcasting app. Uh, we're not on NPR. That's the one. No. That's Alexa. We we not, yet. not yet. Not yet. Alexa um, will, will get you. Alexa will get us. Um, yep. yep. So uh, there's there's a whole bunch of different ways you can listen to us, and uh, we, we definitely appreciate it if, if you do. Um, and if you want to wear us or drink from us, uh, we have merch on our website, ClassicGamingBrothers.com. Uh, if, if you have any questions or you know suggestions uh please reach out to us at our email uh classic gaming brothers at gmail.com you can also contact us through our website we have a contact form on the website which is classic gaming brothers.com correct also you could uh, follow us and uh on facebook and instagram both of which are classic gaming brothers and you can also tweet at us on twitter and follow us there at cg brothers pod that's right and that's where we are for all of our things so yeah i would also like to extend my thanks to our dad for coming on to the show with us and regaling us with some memories of his time uh perhaps we will uh have him on again and talk more about uh he's got a microphone the, now yeah he does have a microphone now so now it's dangerous uh he can come on whenever we need him to come on should do a dad's um, program just like have dads do it <laughs> <laughs> Just dads. Um, <laughs> just, da- just dads. Just dads. Classic dads. gaming dads. Watch, yeah, watch out. He'll start producing his own podcasts, and you can listen to our dad talk about who knows what. <laughs> um, Zach, is there anything that they should remember? Don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my father. <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah, definitely don't play games like our father. <laughs> okay, I- I'm going to sign off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been Zach. And I've been Seth. And I've been Dad. (laughs) And we are the Classic Gaming Brothers, and this is Classic Gaming Dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Roll the music. (laughs)